Sports Fan Hip to Coach Podcast. How you going, Luke? Good, mate. Good. Tonight we're joined with Brizzy from Brizzy's yeah. Reptiles. How are you, mate? I'm fantastic. How are we, boys? Good, mate. I think you are the the number one person that's been on this podcast the most times now. That's three times. Three times? Yeah. Hat trick. Count hat trick. Yeah. I think Somerville's twice. Yeah, I think we've had Mitch twice. Mitch twice. I think we've had a, a few people twice. Have we had Jake twice, maybe? Or was Jake one of them once? So. I think nah. Jake was just once. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. I only just thought of that just then as I hit record. I was like, hang on, this is, you're almost part of the furniture now. <laughs> yeah, send the trophy over. I'll take yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Basically, we thought we'd just hop on tonight and, and have a bit of a chinwag about um, the, the herb trip down at, uh, South Australia that Fryzy and I had just been on. It was a bit of a belter trip. and um, it was. You know, of, of course, Jace is here to, to listen about the good stories and, yeah. and stuff along the way. But um, saw the pictures, got updated with pictures along the way, and I was a little bit jealous, not going to lie. He found some awesome stuff. So. Yeah, we did all right, sorry. I reckon. Yeah, I think you yeah, did. Look- I think you did really good. I reckon we did unreal. I just, you know, the old unicorn, always the lay, isn't it? There's always one yeah. that you don't find. Yeah, well, there's got to there's got to be a reason to go back though. You can't strike out of you can't you know hit everything off the, out of the park. No, that's nah, it. That's right. Yeah, but for, for what we, we uh, you know found otherwise apart from thornies, I'm not complaining at all. So you know. Definitely some good stuff, good stuff to talk about there. But um, yeah, basically ages ago, I think Karanzi, you kind of just mentioned, you know, like book a ticket, come down to both Jason and myself, and and we'll make a go at it and just go and see some cool, in particular arid species uh, down in your neck of the woods. And um, unfortunately, it just kind of didn't line up with your your work swing. Hey, Jace, this time yeah. around. But, yeah, there's always next time. <laughs> Oh, I'm going yeah, well, I just, sure. Yeah, I just look at, like, you know, even at home, like, you know, I see a lot of that stuff is pretty easy to come across. Obviously, Luke, you've seen now where I live and how easy some of that stuff is to find. And, you know, you forget that people that live in other states, you know, you've got access to, you know, stuff that I wouldn't normally find, which is, you know, you take for granted sometimes because they're your local species. Mm. So... You know, I, I figured with, you know, YouTube and whatnot coming out, I thought, well, there's a heap of cool animals to see, like so many cool reptiles here. Mm. And um, you just got to put the time in and find them. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I think you're 100% right with the fact that, you know, I get pretty bored of Sydney herping these days and it's just one of those things that I'm always keen to go and find that next thing or just see different habitat and different areas and meet different people and stuff like that. And it's kind of gotten to that point for myself, but it's, it's refreshing when somebody even comes here to hurt with me or something like that. And you kind of like, Oh yeah, now it's kind of given me the kick to, you know, get real keen to find a, find a gecko or something like that. That's, um, it is refreshing. It just reinvigorates that passion, you know, what we're all doing as kids, running around the bush catching lizards because everyone grew up doing it. So it just when you can do it, you know, and I was lucky enough that two weeks before you come over, I was you know, 
going around with a couple of mates that had come over from WA and they hadn't seen half this stuff either. So unreal to take them around and then obviously knowing that your trip was booked in, well, I thought both your trips were booked in. Um, and I just thought to myself, I thought, well, the best part about this is, you know, you're going to get to see one, my backyard, two, the species I deal with you know, on a daily. And then a couple of things, like I sent you that message, Luke, and I said, just send me a list of what you want to see, just roughly so I could sort of tailor the trip to suit. Um, mm. and pretty much everything on that list besides Elderai. And I know that they are vicinity. I found them personally. That's that's actually a pretty achievable list. Yeah. Hey, Fryzy, just to, to interject quickly there, I think if I'm not, maybe it's just on my end, but um, your microphone seems to be kind of coming in and out of. Are you getting that as well, Chase? Yeah, it like drops out, comes back. Yeah, it's kind of like it, a little roller coaster. Do you think it's the earplugs? Do you think it's the earplugs? Potentially, mate, potentially. I'll, I'll take them out see if it makes any difference, eh? Alrighty, thank you. Sorry about that. No, you're all I think we can't hear you now. No, he's, mu- he's muted himself now. That's all right. He might yeah. just be trying to uh, hit the switch. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Is that better? Uh, okay, yeah, that there, sounds yeah. pretty clear. Yeah, sorry, fellas. I, no, I that's all good. It just come up that I'd lost connection because of the high winds, so I think that that might have something to do with it. Yeah, yeah okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you've uh, had a bad run of um, weather now that I've left. I've kind of left you with heat waves <laughs> and heaps of big storms and stuff like that rolling through. Yeah, the, and the wind has just been horrendous. Like the day you left, I think I think it was the next day we got 120k winds for like wow. two days on and off. So it was pretty mental. So you got you got out at the right time. Yeah, yeah, no, and definitely had, right. And we had 44. 41, and then it dropped off. That's crazy, crazy. Hey? Yeah, it was pretty mental. I mean, that's been kind of the story all up and down Australia at the moment. I know Cairns, and that's got that cyclone sitting outside of it. Yeah. Causing a whole bunch of havoc. Yeah, and all that crazy runs, isn't it? It's mental. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. But, um, you know, I definitely think we landed a pretty good... um, Extended weekend, so yeah. Basically, I hopped on a plane to to go down and meet up with Fryzy down there, or a couple of planes to to get into the yes, right location. Yeah, down the peninsula. And um, what did we do? We did four nights. I did four nights down there with you. So, yep. I flew so, in on the Thursday night. Yep. Thursday um, night. Yep. I actually left home at like eight thirty in the morning, and I got there at five thirty in the afternoon. Yep. So it was a pretty, pretty long day, but yeah, it was. A, hey, it, was, it wasn't. No, you, you got here. We had, we had some food, and then we went herping straight away. Sounds yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, we still um. Yeah, there was no mucking around. It was straight through the KFC drive-through with a twister wrap, and, <laughs> and it was straight to the bush. Well, to, to be fair though, like straight off the plane, I jumped in the car with you, and we went and found a bearded dragon in that abandoned building. Yeah, behind so, the house. Yep. Oh, that's yep. pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah so well, that I, was... I said to Luke, like, there's an oval directly across from where I live and there's usually, like, you know, a big red male that lives on that oval and then there's a couple of little ones that are always on the oval. And yeah. I said to Luke, we'll just drive past and have a look and I forgot all about it when I brought him home. <laughs> and I said, oh, we'll, we'll just go kick off Intermedius, you know. They're just basically at the back of my house, sometimes in my yard, quite often yeah. in my yard. So we went over to the abandoned building and, you know, started lifting rocks and tin and, and Luke goes, ah, oh, found a beanie. <laughs> and I was like, it was just sitting out in the open because the temp had dropped. It was warm that day, but the temp had dropped a little bit. Yeah. And he's just sitting out on a log, you know, playing his day, doing his own thing. And I was like, well, there's a big dragon tick. Well, one there thing. you go. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was funny because it was just like, you know, pallets and tin and all this sort of stuff, and he's like on a two-by-four or something leaning up against a tree. Yeah, a bit of a log, <laughs> yep. Twister yeah. in one hand, Beardy in the other. <laughs> I'd never gotten to the Twister at this point, mate. Yeah, right, right, I just chucked chips, my bag mate. down. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just covered the bags off. Yeah, it was, it um, almost, you almost could have said that that one was stained because I even went, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, perfect. <laughs> it's just sitting perfectly for you. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. but we went, we went and dropped, like we come here and then went and dropped stuff off where Luke was staying and the house next door to where he was staying, there's a concrete rubble pile and there's another beady on it. And by this time it was, I want to say, half past seven, close to eight o'clock, yeah. pretty yeah. close at night and there was a beady just sitting on the rock pile and I was like, you know, it was a warm day, so but it started dropping pretty quick, and I was like, "These things are everywhere." Yeah, it's <laughs> just like yeah, you know, in the front of somebody's yard too. It was just, you know, just another day on the Air Peninsula, really. Yeah, yeah no, it was pretty nice. pretty good. We we did find a couple. Of, we did flip a couple of other like little skinks and binos, geckos, and stuff like that when we yeah. were looking around for the intermediates. But um, yeah, I didn't really keep a close tally on that sort of stuff. It's probably what's a bit on, out of my league just now. the top of your list? <laughs> no, nah, that's it, you know, and yeah. you get quick eyes on something and run off on my own. Yeah. Let it go. We'll find but, out um, later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, after that, yeah, pretty much hit up, <laughs> hit up the fast food and went for a run to go and tick um, Nephrostilatus off or try to tick Nephrostilatus off, so... Yeah, probably the easiest one of them all. Even easier oh, than Nick's <laughs> Yeah. That was cool, but was, uh, you've got a bit of a private property that you're, you're chummy with the owner for, so it's, it makes it handy for, you know, if you want to go for a bit of a poke or whatever. You know, um, being able to have a relationship with a farmer like that's pretty handy. Um, yeah, it is pretty good. And, and like I say, you know, like that, that area um, – you know, you always at least get one. Like yeah. even on the fresh nights, like the temp can drop rapidly, and as long as you're there, basically on on pitch black, you'll get something. Mm. We, we got a um, on the way out though. We were going for a drive out, and we got that. Um, uh, is it a banded shovel nose snake? I think it was. I think I ID yeah. it out to be. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. So. Yeah, we got one of those. It looked like it had just been clipped by a car or something, though. It was kind of... Yeah, it had a bit of a, like, a kink in its back where something had obviously run over it. And, like, 
I was like, it was just sort of reacted really funny, and I was like, nah, pretty sure he's been clipped or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, we got it off the road because there was cars coming. So we got it off the road just so we could have a good look at it and then realise that, yeah, he was he was in a bit of a bad way. Yeah, I dare say he didn't make the night the way he was looking. Um, Probably It's hard as well because, like, you're trying to see, like, one's got their torch on the snake and the other one's got their torch either in your eyes or on the snake. So you're like, <laughs> and you're trying to, with your phones as well, and it's just, yeah, shit going everywhere. And you don't actually realise and then, Obviously, the way it was reacting, we were like, nah, there was definitely something wrong with it. And then when you go back and look at the footage on your phone and that, you can see clear as day. But because it's pitch black out there, it's kind of hard to see. Yeah. 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 So we got that on the on the way out and we're dodging a few of those big reeds you've got down there. And the old big reds. Tell you what, those are some big monsters down there. Look, some of those kangaroos down that way are like... Yeah, they're, they're yeah. like ridiculously big. Like, they're like tall or something. Yeah, oh. they're like car ride-offs. They're, they're, they're the big ones. They're the huge ones, for sure. Then we pulled into the spot and had a bit of a scout round, and it, it wasn't quite dark when we got there. Like, it was just getting, you know, just where the moon was going behind clouds or half moon. I think it was quarter moon, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was a quarter moon. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so yep. so we were waiting until it got, you know, pretty dark and then we found the beta gecko first, which to me mm. is like it's a beta gecko, but Luke, <laughs> I didn't I didn't realise that like well, I, I knew that Luke had kept them, but I didn't realise that that was like, you know, a, a, an amazing find for him. I was just like, <laughs> Oh, there's plenty of him A trip over these things. That would have been like me, I would have been any any gecko related thing, I'd have been just like a kid in a candy store. He yeah, was, he was. It, it was pretty funny because, like, you know, I forget because I see them all the time. I just forget because like, they're pretty common. Yeah. And you just forget about it. And then, yeah, Luke, he must have spent a good half hour with this little gecko, at least with the camera and the photos. Yeah. And I was like, come on, we've got to go find other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome little geckos, too. Yeah, they are. They're, oh. they're, they're pretty cool. I've kept yeah. them in the past. And, yeah, I, look. Don't get me wrong, for someone who hasn't seen them, they're, like, even more amazing. And Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you forget, like I say, when you live here, you forget that because they're That's so right. common. Because they're, they're pretty common, like, throughout the whole region. So ah, okay. basically yep. any dirt road, even just on the outskirts of town, you'll find them. You'll turn yep. up. Mm. I was frothing that little thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was, all those little like Lucasiums and stuff like that, I think they're just underrated little species. They are, and because they're not commonly yeah. kept too. That's the other thing as well. So you don't really see too many of them. So you know, getting to see them in the wild is pretty awesome. Oh, except for like you fries, that you're tripping over them pretty much every time you go out there. But yeah, they are. They are probably one of the most common geckos in that type of scrub. You know, as soon yep. as you get saltbush mallee, and they're pretty common out all through there. But then we, uh, once we got his autograph and moved him on. <laughs> um, it was actually, we, we, we were just bumming around for about, I don't know, I'd say probably best part of 30 minutes, I reckon. Yeah. And yeah. we just noticed the bug life started coming in hot, but the temp was dropping pretty quickly as well. We noticed that, you know, it probably dropped, what, five degrees, I reckon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, 
pretty quick. You know, we were still in um, T-shirt and shorts, but it, it definitely dropped yeah. significantly, you know. And there yeah. was just a bit of wind ripping through, and it still wasn't complete darkness. And we sort of we walked back to where the fence line was, and as we were walking back, Luke just had a holy shit moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I got the other beady gecko. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now you found you found the first one, didn't you? I think no, no, sure you, you found did, both. You ones. did as we were walking back to the fence line. You found the first one. Oh yeah, no, no, you yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah scanned so across and found the stellatus, yep. the stellatus with its yep. and that star gecko. And then to me, I was just like tick. <laughs> yeah. <one> <laughs> yeah. Price is going. This is going to be easy. We'll be done in the first <laughs> night, first night. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're only like an hour in. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So no, then that was good. Luke was frothing over that. Yeah. Like, it was actually a, a really nice, I'm pretty sure it was a little girl. And, mm. you know, he was taking photos and, and doing everything that, you know, like getting ready, filming, doing all that. And I, I must have just walked away. I reckon I was probably 30 metres. And I was like, oh, I said to him, I'll go find another one. So I've literally walked, yeah, probably 30 metres and there was another one. I've just grabbed that and I've walked back to him and gone, right, here's another one. So then he got filmed with the other two. He was filming them both and frothing over both of them. And then, yeah, basically we got another one probably 10 minutes later. Yeah. Yeah, to see, yeah, it was three within an hour of each other. Yeah, pretty Pretty incredible to be able to tick that all off and, and – be able to just spend some time with them and really appreciate them because, like, I, I haven't even really looked at them too much in books and things like that, you know. Yeah, I think because they're not a common kept species, you know, kind of always flick through to like the, the Pilbarensis or the Levis or something like that and crop over yeah, them. Probably it's really common, which are really common, but um, yeah, I think are they the pretty colorful out your way? We've got a little one, then we got like a, like a young female. So yep. we got the young female, then we got the little one, and then we got an adult male. So you've like seen three All stages of, of the gecko cycle, you know? Yeah. Mm. No, that was awesome. It was, it was interesting seeing the kind of habitat that they're in too because, like, you, you kind of think, like, most of these kind of smooth knobbies and stuff like that are coming from, like, yep. really soft sand dune type stuff. But it's, it's not what this was. Like, it's kind of like a hard sand dune, if anything. Um, yeah. And that, Still spin effects. That was one thing that I got out of it, like because, like I say, taking you out there and showing you where, like, like you're even saying, like, I've had bearded geckos for this long, and I didn't keep them anything like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, think, I think that was the best part because it's the you realise and you check yourself in, you know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's one of those things. Yeah, is you got to be dialed in with the habitat as well, and. and and take that home with you in your mind and, and, yeah, I don't know, just kind of try to replicate things as you see it in, in certain fashions. But, yeah, I don't know. That's that that's half the fun for me is seeing where these animals just come from, let alone seeing the actual animal itself. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, one of the biggest, probably one of the biggest things is since my downscale in reptiles, like because I've, down, I've, I've downscaled like really, really hard. Yeah, and you know, like I've spent more time in the bush, just looking at every every aspect of 
a reptile, like even a beady dragon. Like I've looked at beady dragons and gone, you know, we we don't do well with beady dragons in captivity. We don't really give them much. We literally just chuck them in a four by two by two, and that's it. You know. Yeah. And and these dragons live, you know, in decent size areas. They like height. They like to bask high. You know, and we just don't do them justice anymore. So a big part of me was when I was downscaling, I upgraded all my cages to give my animals a massive amount and variety. Mm. And I did that by going out bush and looking where most stuff was from. Obviously, I didn't check where, like, Kimberley rock models and that, but I've been watching videos of people finding them and then taking into account, oh, it's scaling a rock wall that's six metres high, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then applying that. It's a crazy thing that I've heard from so many herpers. It's like, uh, you know, like obviously still being a keeper, you, you try to make it like uh, justifiable to keep something in an excise enclosure or whatever. And so many herpers are like, but how do you do that when the animal uses so much in the wild? Like it's, it's like a conflict that goes on inside of your own head. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's a crazy yeah. thing. Did you guys, once that temp started dropping, did you guys keep on trekking or you thought you'd call it a night or? No, it was probably, I reckon we went probably the best part of, say, 30 minutes and we didn't see anything, really. You know, even the bug life started dropping off again. And I said to Luke, you know, we've got a big drive in the morning, so we'll head home, have a couple of beers and spend a bit of, you know, just have a bit of a yarn and then... Yeah, and then we went to bed basically that night. I reckon we got home at, I want to say about 11. Yeah. Nearly midnight, I reckon. But on, on the way back in, not long after we left that male um, Stellatus, we right. did actually road cruise up on an Intermedius. That's okay. right. I remember that. Yeah, so yeah. that was another tip for me. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very grabbing female. Oh, that's yeah, cool. it, was, it was actually a really, it was a, Cracker too, big female. She's eggs in her yep. belly, and, and she uh, stood out like dog's balls on the road. So we quickly mm. chucked the Yui and got her off, so she didn't get run over. And then, yeah, Luke got his intermediate sticks for a little bit. Mm. She <sighs> like they just they just look awesome in photos and videos. They just yeah. Strophorus are, you know, outside of the rough knobby, Strophorus would probably take the best picture in the. In the gecko oh, world, were these the, yeah. were they the really black and white ones down your way? Uh so they're they're grey and they've yep. got like a zigzag down their back. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're you know decent size, not as yep. big as ciliaris or anything like that. But they, you know, they they can be decent size. But yeah, they're just they're really pretty. Yeah, yeah. that's actually uh, quite funny. Um, just to kind of backtrack quickly, but when we were walking around those sand dunes and stuff, I had my head torch on and, and Fryzy had his and I was kind of like scanning around and I could see my light was super bright and <laughs> Fryzy's oh, going, go. <laughs> I, have to, I have to rub the, rub the open up these wounds. Um, you know, Fryzy's got a lead lenser on his head and, you know, he's going, what the hell kind of torch is that, man? I spent like 400 bucks on my torch and this is like absolute dog shit and all this sort of stuff. I thought the battery was gone dead. I was like, I've charged this thing all day. What is going on? <laughs> it was dimmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then I realized the whole night. The, old, 
the old second click, and I was like, you idiot. <laughs> you just you blinded idiot. everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I've, I've used that heaps of times, and I was like, I've never had a problem with it. But then Luke yeah. brought over this, you know, this ray, and I was like, <laughs> shit, that's a good torch, until I worked out. You know, because I actually thought it was dead because the day of I couldn't find my charger and I thought, am I going to have enough time because I was charging it in the car on the way out there and I thought, ah, oh, it's probably not got enough charge in it, you know? Yeah. Well, I learned the hard way. That's gold. <laughs> it wasn't until charge. you got to the next uh, day that you actually learnt, though, where you accidentally double-clicked it while you were looking at it and you blinded yourself. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the next day, like, we didn't have much time to, you know, get any gear or anything besides, you know, Essential supplies for herping, which is like ice, drinks, water, all that sort of shit. Um, yep. You know, power aids, and because we, we, we were going to have a massive day, like we literally were going to herp for like twelve hours straight. And there yeah, was yeah. Uh, there was like a four hour drive, you know, to get to the spot. And it wasn't until that afternoon that I just threw it on the bed, and I must have clicked it again. The next minute, the whole room lit up, and I just went. <laughs> You're joking me. <laughs> and it was just one of them you dickhead moments. Ah, that's gold. Yeah, yeah and you would have been blinded too. I come straight downstairs and said, Luke, you're not going to believe this, man. He's like cracking up laughing. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the they're super bright. Off, the next morning we set off to um, head to uh, Roxby, Roxby Downs, Olympic Dam. And uh, I'll let Lukey take over on that one. It was a good drive out there. Um, basically, our main target for the this portion of the trip, because when I originally sent Fryzy that list of, of animals, like I sent him two lists. The first list I sent him was just gillons. That was all I wrote. Yeah, I was just like, gillons. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Anything else doesn't phase me so much. And then I did actually kind of come back with a bit of a wish list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had to had to have a bit of a hike, and, and we were kind of like searching different habitats on the way up, and and having a bit of a poke around and whatnot. And our plan was to drive like way, well, it was like essentially like halfway to Cooper Pedy, um, originally, and then we kind of got to a period in time where we were like, you know what, habitat just not looking that crash hot, so we decided to to turn it around. Um, but not long before we turned around, we were on this, like, big gibber field um, or, you know, like, small pebbles just, like, everywhere. And it was, like, real ironstone reds. And um, Fryzy's eyes, I have, you know, I have to give it to you, man. Like, Fryzy would just be like, beady, beady, beady. And I'd just be like, what the fuck are you looking at? And I couldn't yeah. see anything. But he's just so dialed in with the dragons there. Yeah, that he, he could pick it out, and he spotted this red beady just sitting in this tiny little shrub. Like it only would have been like not even two foot tall off the off the gibber, um, but it was the highest thing there for it to sit in. Yeah, and um, yeah, we got out and had a bit of a look at him for a bit, but he was a really impressive beady. He's one of the best looking coloured ones I've seen, and he was doing like the full big display for us. And oh, that's unreal! Putting on a good it's show. Like, he didn't to just be honest, run. he was the perfect candidate, wasn't he? Like, yeah. He didn't, he didn't run away, like, not that he could go anywhere. It was all the bushes were this high, and he was on, like, the biggest bush in the whole gibber area. And then I said to Luke, like, film him, and then I'll grab him, and then yeah. you'll be able to, you know, film him. And he was just perfect, mate, absolutely yeah. perfect. They're definitely He's... underrated, the bearded dragons, though, I reckon. 
Oh, those ones up there are just unreal. Like, yeah. the ones here are really good. Like, they're really red here. But the ones yeah, up okay. there, they've got, like, a fair bit of size to them. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're probably some of the largest viticeps I've ever seen up there. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a good-sized dragon, and he's in a good paddock. Like, he was, he was nice and healthy. And, yeah, he just couldn't care less. He was just like, oh, you want to... <laughs> You want to come any closer? And Fraser kept saying to me, he'll, he'll jump you. <laughs> but I was, I was trying to push the friendship and see how, how close I could get with the camera. And yeah, luckily enough, he didn't didn't end up going me. But we, um, yeah, spent a bit of time filming him. And it was cool watching him. Like I was kind of like filming him and like trying to do like, you know, a bit of a, a slide rotation type shot around him. And he was just like following me with his mouth open, just gaping at me. It was quite <laughs> cool. the camera. Yeah, it hasn't taken his eyes off. But, pretty much not long after that, we decided, you know what, the habitat's not looking good for what we want to try to find today, so we'll um, we'll turn it around and, and head back. And yeah, We checked out some good habitat on the way back and stuff as well, but, uh, yeah, we kind of pulled in for – did we pull in for lunch at that server yet? Yeah. Was that and, the next day? And, yeah, no, we, um, we pulled in there and had lunch, and we – there just wasn't enough, like, it was warm, but there wasn't enough heat because it was, like, really overcast. Mm. Like, really, really overcast. So it just – and then I said to Luke, probably in an hour it'll be perfect. But right now yeah. it wasn't that great. And that's why instead of going north, because it looked like there was a big storm front in front of us, yeah. I said we're probably best going, you know, this what like, east and seeing what we can find that way because I know that area pretty well. So I said, like, yeah. Yeah, we can tick off a few of the little species and then see what the weather does because when it rains up that way, it just the whole place just floods because there's nothing yeah. there. So, mm. yeah, we ended up going inland to Roxby and yeah, it was a great decision. Yeah, it ended up paying off. We, we spent quite a bit of time checking different patches and, and stuff like that there and getting really excited about little mallee dragons and stuff that would run under your feet because you kind of think, oh, a lizard. And then all of a sudden you realise it's just a Mallee dragon. And uh, you you're never going to see that thing again. Too. Oh, man, it's so They quick. are like lightning, mate. They yeah. are just the fastest little dragon. Like, you look at that, like, bicycle dragons or crested dragons, and they're quick as, right? But the Mallee yeah. dragons over a five-metre area, they just haven't. You, you can barely keep your eyes on them, though, that quick. Yep. yep. It's, yeah, they're just insane. Um, yeah, it's probably something to do with prey, I'd imagine, like having those little open spaces and birds flying over and they've just got that speed just to duck into a bush or whatever. So. 100%. Yeah. And neither. Yeah. Like, they'd, be on, they'd be on a lot of uh, um, a lot of predators' yeah. lists as a, a good food source out there. Oh, so, 100%. No doubt about that. Um, but, yeah, we ended up checking out heaps of trees and stuff there and, and there was just, like, perfect hollow mulga trees almost as far as the eye could see in a couple of areas that we ended up checking out. And um, it was probably a few hours of looking, a couple of hours. Oh, yeah, it was probably a couple of hours after checking a few patches and stuff along the way and all I can hear is this, go on, go on. Fry's <laughs> excitement was just through the roof. And um, <laughs> I was trying not to, like, trip over logs and all sorts of stuff trying to go and find Frizy, but he ended up finding a male inside of a tree. And um And that was, was one of the most people don't realise I've spent probably four thousand hours looking for him. 
Oh, so you haven't uh, even seen him out there? No, nah, not not up there, no. Yeah. No, yeah. Like I asked a few mates if they'd seen him up there and they'd all seen him where we were going to go but not in this yep. particular spot. And I just, I said to Luke, I said, they've got to be here. Like, this is yep. perfect habitat. Like, you know when you just pull up on a habitat and you're like, I know they're yeah. here. Like, yeah. I know they're here. And because I knew that was the biggest ticket item, I literally was like, I'll stake out every tree if I have to. <laughs> you know, like... And I was like, it was funny because Luke had said something to me because I'd been looking for him like further south, right? Yeah. Quite a bit. Like I'd been up to Roxby the week, two weeks prior and had a look around there. And I don't know, I just, I don't know, I just didn't find anything up there. And could have yep. been the time of day, it could have been anything, you know, but the two yeah. weeks before it was, it was hot as hell up there and I just didn't turn up anything. And then Luke said to me, it was funny because we were talking about seeing the little Mallee dragons and Luke, I can't remember what happened, but we've been looking for about two hours and I reckon we'd just gone into town and grabbed the feed and it was around about, I don't know, it was sort of mid-afternoon or early afternoon and Luke says, I oh, just he just mentioned something that was so obvious to me and I just was like, I reckon I've seen that on the tree over there and I walked straight to the tree and there's this Gillens looking at me, right? But I did the old double take, look back, look back, and I was like, I didn't want to yell, yeah, right? Because I was like, I wanted to make sure it was a Gillens. Like, I, yeah. I had to make sure because Intermedius have got me before. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I looked like an idiot. And then, and then <laughs> yeah, then this male Gillens just literally, there was a gap in the bark like because it was a full hollow and had all yeah. these holes. And he's just stuck his head out and just looked at me, and I was like, it was just meant to be. I was screaming at Luke, I've got one, I've got one. Because (laughs) I was so excited to show him, but I was excited as well because I was like, oh, finally found it, 4,000 hours, you know? Yeah. And um, Luke, I could just hear him burning through the bush as fast as he could. (laughs) And then then we were just, yeah, you know, the old fist pumps, high fives. The lizard must have thought we were idiots. But the funny thing was, um, he was super inquisitive, and even yeah. when Luke, like I was filming him, and he's he's just come straight out of the hole, mate, and he's stuck his head out the hole, and he's turned his head upside down, and he's looking yeah. at me, and I'm just like, oh my god, like he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. trying to work uh, out what you were. Ah, uh, anyway, so we were, you know, doing the old, you know, jumping around and filming and. You know, probably looked like we just won the lottery, seriously. <laughs> and over a lizard as well. That's the hilarious thing. And then and then Luke, I don't know what happened, but the male, would, he'd come down a little bit of the log and there was still like, say, half a metre of the log above him. Yeah. And Luke, just seen a bit of a tail, didn't you? Yeah. I was like, there's another one in here. And, uh, and yeah, you say a... like that. You're like, oh, my God, there's another one. <laughs> Trying to act all cool. Yeah. <laughs> Spread like a schoolgirl. Yeah, he was. Well, like, there was plenty know. of that. It was like two herp nerds in the one spot, yeah. frothing over these lizards. You can imagine how it was. We were both pretty much salivating and just. I mean, I, before we even got to that, finding that female, though, like, as you were saying, like, that male, his curiosity of how he was sticking his head out of the log was. Freaking mind-boggling because, like, Cause I think you I see it in my captives all the time. Yeah, but to see it in a, 
a wild lizard. That's not what I was expecting them to be like. I was expecting them to be a bit more cryptic and shy and um, yep. secluded, or, uh, you know, just wanting to hide away. But he he came straight out of Frizy and was just looking at him like, what the hell are you? You know, like probably never yeah. seen a human in his life. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly but, right. Then that was like, and the beauty part of, like in that actual hollow, there was a bit where you could sort of get your fingers in and you could run your fingers down and each just come straight out the hole. Yeah, yeah, right. He just comes straight out the hole. Like, walk out. <laughs> yeah, and I was it was, like, um, he just didn't care. And I was like, oh my god. Anyway, Luke grabbed him, and yeah, then we were jumping around like idiots again, and you know, <laughs> high fiving, and <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah it, it was he actually sent because... me a picture of his head out of the hole, and I even thought I was like, oh gee, he's pretty close to that, and that thing's like got his head out, and he hasn't like pulled his head and run away. I was like, oh geez, that's like even I thought that that was pretty pretty game. Yep, yep. So Honestly, I've, man, I've it was unreal. And, and found Cordos over there, and their whole mo is to hide and dig further yeah. into the cracks and further into the cracks. But this pair of Gillums just we just didn't care. They just yeah. didn't give a shit. Mm, that's crazy. Yeah, it was. It was mental. But that was like that was like a gold moment because I took his South Australian Gillen, Jerry, and we did it together. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and like, it didn't matter what we found after that moment. Like, yeah. we were just, the adrenaline was just pumping. Oh, man, you wait for the video, like, me talking to the camera, I'm like, in another the world. shaking. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. He actually said to me at one point, here, here, man, Take one, I'm shaking, and his hand would go a million mile an hour, and that's probably in the in the cut-out edits. And, and the thing <laughs> was, like, because you're trying to do everything at once, you know, yeah. you're trying to film it, you, you're excited, and and it's like, yeah, look, it's just it's just one of them things. Like, you, if you found, you know, your holy grail species sometimes, sometimes you just, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think what it does to you. Now, it was... It wasn't too long after, well, we'll get into that a little bit later, I suppose, but I want to kind of talk about how our thoughts on what we'd do differently next time when we were finding them. We'll yeah. probably talk about that a little bit later because just to kind of save that a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think it was awesome because not only did Fryzy, because, like, I'm not kidding, Fryzy was messaging me pretty much every weekend, like, looking in different spots for Dylan's going, they've got to be here, they've got to be here. And, you know, yeah. he was, like, trying to put in some serious yards. So I knew that he was already doing that. And then to, to have him find the first one was just like, you're winning sort of thing. Yeah. You know, like that was awesome for him to finally get that satisfaction. But then and to then find like, another one in the same tree. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. like I'd seen the Gillens in the wild before, but I'd never spotted one myself. Yeah. So for even me just to be able to spot another one in the same tree, I was like, yeah. oh, hallelujah. I've seen my first one now too, really. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was, that was unreal. And I, they're so different to the Gillens up the top. Like, well, oh, the, the one that I did see, the colours, like... You sent me that picture and I was blown away. I was like, I can't believe how colourful they are compared to the ones. Yep. Like, especially yeah, the ones purples that are, like, the, the yellow hues through yeah. them. Yeah. Unreal. And, like, yeah. Oh, man, we were drooling. And the camera does not do it justice. I'll no. tell you, like, having them in your hand and looking at them and, like, really taking it in, like, yeah, Franzi and I were just frothing on it. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> they, 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 I was and I was just so excited, like, because, you know, like, to see Luke 
lose his mind, like absolutely yep. lose his mind. And you got to remember that, you know, he's hurt for Gillens before, but we yeah. found two in the same tree. That's you crazy. know, and that was just like, yeah, it was just next level. And then we were, you know, it was funny, you know, because we did what we did, took the photos, everything, video, and then put them back and tried to get like a really good photo of him on the tree. But it was like, between the two of us, we would we then just started thinking, you know, habitat. Like from yeah. that moment on, the, the whole herp conversation changed to how can we do these better in captivity? Like just instantly, yeah. it was like we were on the same wavelength. We were taking photos of the trees and the scrub, and yeah, and just it just triggered that whole afternoon conversation, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think whenever you get on that kind of like that little bit of a herp high with other herpers that are also keepers, it does kind of flow into stuff like that. Like I had plenty of that up, up the territory as well. But you know what really blew me away though is when we did put those gillons back on the tree, oh, yeah. they both did separate things. Yep. The male raced down the tree, dropped out of the tree, and he actually dove down a burrow in the ground. Yeah, wow. Like he knew where it was too. He knew where That's it was. Crazy. Yeah, like yep. he, yeah. Yeah. Like, whether it was another lizard's burrow and he's just sussed it out a few times or whatever, yeah. but, you know, he, he went under there and was like, oh, shit. And then yeah. the female went back into the tree, but then the first thing she did when I was kind of, like, looking at her in the tree is she popped her head back out to check me out. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was what just like, just, I'll watch it from here. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> when the male went down the burrow, we just looked at each other and were like, what the hell? Like, when, when do they go in burrows, you know? Yeah. And we're Never seen one in the ground like that. I said, I said to Luke, he knew exactly where that was because he ran straight into it. Yeah. Yep. Straight into it. Yeah. No, it was unreal. It was just so such a weird the behavior. So brain to go, oh, maybe the trees get too warm in the middle of the day and maybe they use the burrows as a bit of a, you know. Yeah, cool off. A bit off. of a cooler spot. And, yeah, yep. it was just a, a really good conversation, I reckon, and sort of. You know, we 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 come home and you do things differently from that point on. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, after after we kind of played around with those two, we were kind of in this pretty much the same patch. Oh no, we went for a quick drive, didn't we? I think we went yeah, for a so very very quick did, drive. What we did was we had so this would have been, you know, probably around about half past three, I reckon, and and I wanted to take a shingle off. Because one of them roads up there is, you know, it's a pretty well-driven shingle road as well. Yeah. So I wanted to tick, tick off the old sleepy lizard. And we shot out to a small town called Andamooka. And while we are out there, I said to Luke, we'll tick off um, the pebble-mimicking dragons, the little earless dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and like, I, there's a spot there that it's just like there's so many. There's so many. And it's like the worst like it's just gibber planes, but there's nothing there besides yeah, rocks okay. and a little shrubs this high. Yep. And so we shot out there and we seen I think we've seen a couple of no, we've seen a central netted first, didn't we? Yeah. On the way out. So I said to Luke, we'll we'll see netted's on the way out there. So we seen the central netted and it was an absolute cracker too. That was a stunning lizard. It was, it was. And the funny part about netted's is like <laughs> the scrub is just like, there's nothing around. There's one rock, and the rock would have been the size of a basketball, and there was a netted sitting on that basketball. So you knew he's just going to go thump under the rock. Yeah. 
So he was uh, he was pretty easy to to find once he kind of went for a hide. Yeah, yeah, and and how good were the colours on it, but oh, just the yellows and even the blacks on it. The blacks on it were really intense too. Yeah, it was yep. really so a small one. Yeah, yeah, it was. And so we ticked the net it off, and that was another one. Like one of my favourite dragons of all time is the central netted dragon. So like. You know, I kept and bred them for many years, but just seeing them in the wild, just I was just like, you know, just seeing what they live on, like one rock in a 50-metre yeah. area before there's any trees, and it's like, wow. <laughs> you know, they're, they're the type of lizard you literally could just put a cage in and a rock in there. Oh, that'd be yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, pretty well, that, that'd be That'd be closer to their habitat. Yeah, well, it, it'd be bang on, you know, pretty much yeah. bang on. But, yeah, so then we... We shot out to one of the little mine, mining towns, a place called Andamooka, to get the shingle. We we didn't see any heaps of dead ones, but didn't we? The roadkill yes, carnage was horrendous. Yeah, Sangoannas, okay. dragons, snakes, western browns, there were heaps of dead ones. Yeah. So I said to Luke, it's going to be good on the way back in because, you know, the old venomous snakes start moving around at around about that time. And we shot out to this little road where I knew the earlesses were. And, yeah, I, like, to me, I think they're cool as. So we found them and we're driving along and I just see the little head sticking up on a rock. And I'm like, there it is. And Luke's like, where? And I'm like, right there on that rock. And he's like, where? And I'm like, why down your window? It's on that rock right in front of you. Where? So then I'm describing the rock next to the rock to make him look at the rock. And then once he'd seen that, he was like, oh, yeah. So he got really good footage of that. Like, really he, good. Was, he, he's pretty much got his arm, like, under my head, like, trying to point me in the right like direction. With the <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> There's a reason I brought binoculars. Mm, like trying to tell your kid where the plane is in the sky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Luke was, uh, he wasn't quite clued in on the uh he didn't have his eye in but that Not for little, dragons. that no. little giver he uh he the pebble mimicking he did everything we needed him to do didn't he, he didn't even run away it's great yeah he was excellent got some good footage of him and and then we head back into town and on the way back into town we uh we thought you know we'd have a bit of a breather and we got the that was when we got the wedgie wasn't it that afternoon yeah, I think it was. Yeah, the big wedge tail eagle that was sitting on top of the brew, and he made the brew look small. Yeah, he did. Just yeah. feasting on a bit of a carcass. We pulled up at the accommodation and just unloaded. And I said to him, "We'll just unwind for a little bit, and then we'll we'll head out once it starts getting like a bit dark." So we had a feed and whatnot, and just just you know, got out of a car for probably two hours, charged everything because everything was dead. Charged yep. everything, and then we uh, had a good meal at the old uh, pub there, mate. They looked super confused to have two people that had to serve. They looked like they were ready for a night of just standing around sort of thing, and then we walk in asking for schnitzels and beer. <laughs> yeah, it was bit, pretty slow in there, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. They're like, we've barely like taken a bite of our meals, and they're like, oh, how is it? <laughs> <laughs> just cut it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, that was funny. But um, but yeah, before we even found those dragons, what I was what I was going to say is we ended up finding a third Gillens. 
Uh, yeah, but that was after. Was it? Yeah, that was after. That was that was down the road. Remember when we were going? No, that was the fourth. Oh, that. Oh, that's that right. We did two. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, so right. We, we did two. So when we had found the pair of Gillens, I think, I think we drove like a few hundred metres or something into a different package of sticks or something like that. Like we still yeah. in that yeah, no, That's right. That's right. was too. So we, we'd done that little area and then I said, like, because the area all looks the same. It doesn't matter where you look. Like it's yep. pretty much the same. Rolling sand dune, breaking habitat, rolling sand dune, breaking habitat. And then I said, we said to Luke, we'll go up, you know, 500 metres, probably 200 metres in, in the grand scheme of things. And, uh, yeah, that's when you found it. No, you no. did. No, I found it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I did too. Did too. And I was like, got another one. So it was like <laughs> three in one day. So we they were, were like, within like an hour and a half of each other too. Yeah, like they were. Was... That's right. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and it was the same. It was almost the tree was identical to the first one, wasn't it? Yeah. The only difference was is the first one was essentially one upright hollow, whereas yeah. this one was kind of like the one tree, but it had kind of like four or five limbs that were going up the raw hollow. So yeah. Frozzy could hear it running around, but he couldn't yeah, determine which one it was in. So, yeah, we had to yeah. kind of almost yeah, wait like, until he came out. It. I, I walked past it, and I, I, I first I thought I heard something. So then I, like... <laughs> whacked the old log with my hand and I, then I knew there was one in there straight away. I was like, nah, nah, we got one. Yeah. Yeah, it straight away. Individual. It was funny, you know, you don't realise, but you, you know, basically tapping the trees with your hand. After two days, your hands all sore from banging all these trees. <laughs> anyway, just normal would have just got past. a stick and gone tink, tink. I'm like knocking on every tree. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he was, he was a good little lizard. He actually sat out in the open and, and basked yep. essentially on the on the log, and we were both managed to get a pretty good amount of footage of him. And that was happy days. And yeah, then we ran off and and saw all the dragons had a feed. And then uh, that night's target was um, we wanted to go and see, or Frizy in particular wanted to see um, Delaney ne- uh, Nepris Delaney, yeah, Panati Knobtail Gecko. Yeah. So um, yeah, we headed down the road. What 50, 70 k, something like that. It was a fair. Yeah, drive. probably about probably about fifty k, I reckon. Yeah. Probably and, fifty k um, down the road, and then it was funny because I said to Luke, like, if we get there early enough and it's still daylight, you know, we can look around and see what's there. You know, you never know. So it's just another reason to go look for more stuff. So we yeah we got to this area, and it would have been. I don't know, probably, I reckon it was close to 8 o'clock at night, yeah? Yeah, it was probably kind of like half an hour until the sun went down type thing. Like, it was yeah. it was getting into that way. And, um, like, everything down there is just thick and mulga scrub everywhere. And I was just like, well, I'm going to try to try to luck out on the fourth one. And I did, like, <laughs> 20 minutes of walking around, checking out the trees and checking out the habitat. And I just got to this tree and I was just like, I don't know, maybe. And I, I kind of just stuck, like, a little stick underneath the bark and... I had a bit of a peek, and I could just see a tail underneath the bark. I was like, Whoop. <laughs> "Hello, mate!" <laughs> Bang! There was number four. I was like, "That that was cool for me too," because it was kind of like uh, piggybacking off 
fries you find on the male with the, the female in the tree. I was kind of like, well, it's kind of odd you'd find one there, whereas I just happened to look in this tree and, and catch a little fella out, and he was a little savage too. He, he's left some marks on my hand for a little while now. He was uh, not, not <laughs> was afraid brilliant. of the tree. It was brilliant, but the way, the way that, like, because it was a lot smaller and yeah. – um, Luke was again like it's funny because your adrenaline goes through the roof and then you come down and it's and then it goes through the roof again and then you come down. So like we'd had a couple of hours of just you know eating food and driving essentially, not seeing bugger yeah. all. And it was funny because Luke finds that Gillens and then your adrenaline goes through the roof, right? And we're about to have you know a pretty good night looking for you know the gecko, my unicorn that I haven't seen ever. Yeah, and here he is basically just on dark and he's got a gillens in his hand, the little one, and then it just starts chewing him. And I'm like, yeah, mate, give him everything you've got. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because, like, the, the area that we, like, that area, it was a completely different freak. So the, yeah. it was a little guy that was basically just under the fringe of the bark, whereas mm. the, the bigger stuff was in the hollows. Yeah, and, you know that that little area where we were down in the little valley, there was there weren't really any hollow trees. They were all up on the ridge line. Yeah. Mm. So, and, and we had a good look all the way through there, and it was you know really warm, wasn't it? It was yeah. like probably thirty four, thirty five degrees. It was pretty warm. Um, but yeah, got that Gillens and had a blast with him, and we let him know who was boss and. It was pretty funny, actually. Oh, it was fantastic. Like, yeah, even just looking back at that footage of him chewing on me and stuff like that, like, you can't wipe the smile off my face. I was just loving every moment of it. It was, yeah, that it was, was good fun. But, um, yeah, then basically we just hung out and, and enjoyed yeah, the sunset. Yeah, for, and... for the sun to drop down and yep. miss the best sunset South Australia's <laughs> ever seen. One in a hundred-year event. Like, it was mm. hilarious. I said to Luke, like, it's taken forever for this sun to go down. I, what's going on? You know what? what you know, and we were in pretty spotty reception too. So we, you know, you couldn't make a call. You couldn't do anything like that. And yeah, and like the the sky was like it was like a hazy purple, right? And I'm used to seeing that here because the the sunsets here are pretty good. But this was just different. Like it was yeah. like it was like the northern lights, right? Yeah, right. And I'm like. Oh, go down already, you know. This is like, you know. We're kind of like in the middle of these sand dunes as well, so we can't really see too much out. We can just see, like, the sky above us, and we're kind of like in this dip of sand dunes. I'm trying to get his lens on full beam or something, did he? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's what I was pretty much like. This time round, this time round, the sun was like, you know, I just thought it was just one of them good sunsets. That's what I thought. But it changed to, like, a a purpley haze. And I started thinking, oh, I didn't think it was going to be overcast tonight. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, funny story about that was eventually it got dark, right? And when it got dark, we started just, you know, having a look at the dunes and, and, and doing what we do. I'll let Luke take over, but I'll circle back to this particular night. <laughs> yeah. So we spent a good period of time kind of searching around on these dunes. We were going pretty pretty hammer and tong, but we were trying to find, like, particular areas where we thought that the geckos might prefer because it was kind of yeah. like – it wasn't spin effects. It was more like a grassy kind of dune, like yeah, almost like yeah. what you'd have at the beach type thing, but obviously yeah. it doesn't. And um, 
we were kind of thinking, we we're like, oh man, the geckos would probably want to run out and hunt on like kind of like the open sand flats and stuff here rather than like in the thick grass and that. Like, surely that's what they're going to prefer. Yeah, it was pretty thick. But when we were kind of like found like a bit of an open sand patch, we'd kind of walk that for a little bit and then find a new patch and walk that for a little bit. And um, uh, we spent some good time there. I want to say it was at least an hour and a half yeah, in, the, in the dark, at least. Yeah. Um, probably, yeah, would have been longer. And an event, and the wind was getting up too. But remember that? The wind was kind of getting up yeah. and the temp was dropping out of it as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah event, I can't remember. No, I don't think I even found any other geckos or anything that night. We saw heaps of spiders and things. But then eventually we ended up stumbling across a little tiny Panati Nobby who was like fresh hatchy pretty much, like it was not long out of the egg. Yeah. And we were absolutely stoked to have at least ticked it. We were like, yeah. oh, yes, you know, we've we've got that. And interestingly enough, it was actually kind of like under a tree almost. Hey, it was like near the base yeah, of this tree and kind of like on the fringes of kind of like some thicker uh, dead leaf litter and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty interesting to see that there. But, yeah, we spent some time walking around there. And, of course, you know, you, you, you're kind of near some roads, but you're not. And, you know, you don't want to be those two weirdos out in the sticks with your headlights on, shining yeah. road trains and stuff. So every time road trains are coming past, you're ducking and turning your lights off and, you know, trying to be a little bit incognito. incognito. Um, yeah, because yeah, it's, like, it's like a major highway and then there's a mine service road that runs off it. So it's mm. like... A little bit of a valley, and yeah. then there's a ridge line all the way around with just sand dunes, and then the sand, then there's another valley, and then sand dunes, and it does it like that. And we were just walking, you know, straight up the ridge line, and the wind blew up like ridiculously. And I said to Luke, "We're only going to find them on this side. We won't yeah. find them on the other side because the wind will just be in their faces. And most lizards don't really like wind, so we." We just worked this one area, this one spot, and Luke, you know, pulls, like, finds one, and, yeah. you know, we're just blown away, and I'm pretty sure I filmed it, and I'm like, well, we found a Pernatty, and it's the smallest one in the world. <laughs> pretty sure that was, pretty sure. So, like, I was over the moon to see one, and it was awesome, but, like, I oh, shit you not, this thing was probably three weeks old. Yeah. It, was it looked like a large jelly bean. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. It was tiny. Yeah, and then the wind just like it was howling, mate. We yeah, I was, I was wondering. So we, we, you know, we did that area for a good probably another hour, I reckon. I want to say Mm -hmm. easily, and we weren't seeing anything, and the wind was just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah, we we called it. And we jumped in the car and we head back to where we were staying, which was, you know, a fair old drive. But because of all the cattle, the goats and the roos on the road, you can only do 80k on that road. Yeah. So it's like a, a long drive home, so to speak. Mm. So we headed back and then it started, it started raining after we got back, didn't it? It like hammered down. Yeah, we'd, we'd just gone into into the accommodation and it just absolutely started bucketing down. It was only for like five, ten minutes, but it came down hard. Yeah, it did. It did. And then I said to Luke, well, that would be a good thing because it'll, you know, wet the dirt and the bug life will take off as per usual. And it didn't rain enough that there was water still on the roads and that, so it soaked yeah. up pretty quick out there. And 
I think the next morning we woke up and we we drove home. Didn't we? We drove home, yep. No. We didn't drive home. We we went on the Gillens hunt again because we were like still oh, on right. that that right. adrenaline right. rush. We yeah. we were very slowly yeah. making it home, but that's we right. spent a yeah. long time trying to get more. Yeah. <clears throat> so we went two hundred k further north to go and find Gillens again, and you know, and and that was yeah, that was a pretty ordinary day. That one wasn't it. That was a very slow day. We did not find a thing for ages. I think we stopped at a patch though along the way. Uh, and we found that, well, we kind of stumbled on that sand goanna. Yeah, we did. There was a, that's right, sandy, yeah. I, I went to check this tree thinking that it was a good Gillen's tree, and there's a bunch of shrubs around the base of it, like all little salt bush and thorn bushes and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, as I, as I kind of like went to the tree, I heard something scuttle behind me, and I was like, what the hell was that? And I, I was looking through a prickle bush at a lizard, but I couldn't quite see it. It was kind of like a silhouette. Yeah. And, then I kind of just noticed the spotting on the back end of it and the little yellow tail tip, and it was actually a juvenile sandy. It was probably only about two foot. And um, where Frizy was kind of like a little bit in a bit more open area, not too far from me, probably only like four metres if that. And I basically said to him, I was like, this is, this is one of those prickle bushes, right? And he's like, yep. And I was like, damn it, because like, if it wasn't a prickle bush, I probably would have tried to lay on top of it <laughs> and uh, <laughs> see if I could get hands on it. But um. Yeah, anyway, so I ended up kind of trying to go for a bit of a, a sneaky grab around the back of his bush and the, the guana ran straight at Frizy and then just, like, did the 180 on the spot and then, like, ducked down a hole right next to me. Like, I must have been right next to a burrow and not even noticed it. And he just yep. dove down. He was, we were shining the lights down to see how deep that thing was and he just went for miles. So we like, yeah. Oh. We got, we got a stick and put the stick down the front just to see how far it was in and that stick went down a good metre nearly. And I was like, yeah, there's no hope. No. That, that, but yeah, it would have probably been another four metres after that, I reckon. It was, yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was one of them deep holes. And, and like, the funny part was we must have startled him because we didn't see it. Like, we literally yep. didn't see it. And I'd already walked around the other way, so I wouldn't have spooked him. But Luke literally must have just walked up and just started. He must have just been doing something and not realising we were there. Because you generally don't get that close to them, you know, unless they're out in the open. Mm. And this thing, yeah, he nearly stepped on it. That's how close he got to it before he realised it was a sand going on. And he said, <laughs> oh, I was in a prickly bush. So in South Australia, we've got these thorn bushes and they are nasty. Like, they are just nasty. Like, if I see a bearded dragon on them, I won't even bother. I won't even, yeah, I won't right. even bother <clears throat> because you just get carved up off these plants and I'm like, yeah, no. Nah. Could have stitched them up and said, no, it's not, go for it. <laughs> oh, you know what? I should have said something now. I should have, I should have said something uh, now. But just to get back to the night about the sky, um, the next morning, well, that night we get back and the phones are in service and my wife had messaged me and said, oh, my God, did you see the sky last night? It was a one-in-a-hundred-year event. Check this out and sent us photos and I was just like, Nope, didn't see that. <laughs> didn't see that. I know we wouldn't have seen it because we're in the bottom of the valley. So, like, unless you were over the ridge, you wouldn't have seen it because you couldn't see past the the sand dunes. So, yeah. So I was just like, and the pictures when they come through, I was like, 
No, we didn't oh, see we that. We were watching like the news the next day. It was like all over the news about this. Yeah, one ABC and... News, Channel 7, all the yeah. newses. And I was like, oh, God, here's two, two, two weirdos chasing geckos. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were looking down. Dragger. We should have been walking that up. Yeah, I'm pretty exactly sure I saw right. pictures of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was apparently magic, but so was the Pernati Nobtail, so tick. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, we that that day we spent heaps of time just travelling and trying to find things, but it was a bit of a washout really. We got back yeah, to yeah. there was not pretty too much far nothing from, around. Nothing at yeah. all. Which you get. You know, you sometimes you pictures. have them days where you just don't see anything. And, and the funny thing was, is like to us, like the weather was perfect. Everything was kind of lining up to be a good day. It was a nice warm day, all the rest of it. But mm. just stuff wasn't moving. But um, uh, we, and we spent a bit of time in the Gillens area because I said to Luke, I want to see one basket, like, like yeah. out on the log. So we we went there early to try see if we could find one out on the log, and there just was none. Like there was yeah. nothing. So we started playing in our own heads. Do they come out first thing in the morning and go to ground and go get some food? Like, do they hunt first thing in the morning? Because, yeah, we were just trying to work out what do they do. Yeah. Because the way we were kind of looking at it is we found all those four gillons in that second half of the day after 2 p.m. in trees. So yeah. like, oh, maybe earlier in the morning they're out foraging doing what they have to do. Yeah, you know, goannas or goannas doesn't matter what the species. They all have to yeah. do that same sort of activity. So, like, oh, maybe they're just not not ready to kind of come back and bask in their logs and and you know start hunkering down. So, yeah. But yeah, it's it was funny idea. bouncing ideas off each other and how things are acting and that and trying to work out you know what they're doing. But actually, that the only thing we've seen that day, I've seen mallygraggers. They were a dime a dozen, you know, and a yeah. couple of. Um, Couple of like Tenota skinks. There were a few of them as well, and um, but I don't really count them. So what we did see was there was there was a baby Gillens, mm. and it was on the ground, and it just shot into the thickest, densest scrub ever. And we were frantically trying to find this thing for ages, and there was just like in the in this thick, dense grass, there was all like bark and shit on the ground yeah so we were just moving it all out of the way but you know that little thing could have gone you know literally three meters from us and you wouldn't even have known because it was that thick yeah but that was the one that got away and oh we we're kicking ourselves pretty hard and that just basically spelt the rest of the day didn't it yeah it was pretty rough as far as herping goes it was a nice day otherwise um yeah it did it did and then i was kind of we were kind of bummed so we drove all the way back and I said to Luke, well, I need a species for you. Like, we need to find something. So we went out to the old Gigi Skink place that I know and got that tick, got a got a few out there and got that tick. Um, it was late afternoon. It was still pretty warm, but, yeah, there was not as many as there usually is. But, yeah, yeah. We, we ticked the old Gigi Skink, found a, uh, a hollowed-out dead one, like it was just... I don't know, something must have, something must have yeah. ate it. Yeah, right. I said to Luke, oh, there's one up here, you know, and as he's come up come up to have a look at it, I've, I've thrown the dead one at him. <laughs> and and it's just like it literally was the perfect 
hollowed out Gigi skiing. So it like literally bounced in front of him. <laughs> I and thought it was a off. piece of wood or something. I was like, uh, a dead Gigi skiing, mate. Yeah, I thought it was like a piece of wood the way that it kind of bounced off the rocks and stuff. It was just like so, like, it was hollow, but it was solid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was yeah, not it was. what I was expecting. You could have turned that into a weird little lizard flute or something, I reckon. Yeah, well, it was pretty much <laughs> taxi doing me perfectly, wasn't it? Yeah. It was really it was pretty... un- unreal. But yeah, we, we took them off, took the Gigi's off. Um... We got a painted dragon there, too. No, Peninsula it was. Peninsula, sorry. Yeah, it was a Peninsula Dragon. Yeah. So we, and the funny thing about that was, right, I startled it, ran into a crack, right, and it just picked the worst crack because it was like, it was only in the crack about that much, right? So you could see the dragon perfectly, right, but where the sun was, it was just going to make for a bad film. It didn't matter what angle you had it on. I was trying to put shade over him so he could <laughs> just film this dragon. And I was like, Still a tick, mate. It's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Still counts. You saw it. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with my own eyes, like, you know, just kind of covering the sun and stuff, it was easy to see. But, yeah. This, like, it was in the crack and the sun was just behind it. Yeah. So I was just yeah. like, it, it wasn't happening. But, yeah. Yeah. It was still cool to be able to see it, like, up that close. Yeah. That was, that was pretty unreal. But, yeah, that was, that was pretty much that day. Yeah, that was. No, all. no, no, it wasn't. We um. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, we come home and we, you know, recharged, had a had a home cooked meal, and then uh, I I said to you, well, I could take you back out to see Stellaris, but I felt like we had unfinished business on the Pernati Knobtails. That's Even right. Even though it was, you know, another two hours away, and I said, look. I'm happy to drive there again and have another crack, mate. Like, because yeah. I can see Stellaris every day of the week. So I was like, I'm happy to go and have a crack. I really want to see an adult Pernati Nobtail, you know? So we did. We just, we just, a couple of Red Bulls and off we went. <laughs> yeah, by this time, you must realise we'd been in the car for so hours. long. You know, we'd probably just cocked over probably 30 hours in the car. Yeah. And we were like, nah, let's go. So we just had a shower, freshened up, and went straight back out there, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. Because I remember your wife turned around to you or something and said something along the lines of, like, oh, you know you need to go back out there or something like that. <laughs> yeah. She was, she was putting the pressure on you to go back and, and uh, quench that thirst. And did you quench it? That's the question. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We, we <laughs> smashed it out of the park. So we, we went there and it was like, a way better day, no yep. wind, hot as shit, that little bit of rain the night before. Obviously, yep. it wet the dunes a little bit. The bug life was epic. Like, oh, it, was, it was like, like the thing is, people don't realise, but I'd go out on a limb and say majority of knobtail geckos, if not geckos in the wild style, is probably made up of 90% spiders. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would 100% say quite comfortably that most of the, the Mallee scrub and sand dune scrub geckos would be just eating spiders because when you pan your torch across, you know, a dune or, you know, the Mallee, all you can see is the green eyes will come back at you by the thousand. That's even the yeah. same with the bush around here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so I would confidently say that that is predominantly their food source and 
this particular night was next level. Like we, it was like the sand dunes. It was just all green eyes. I thought we were going to be eaten. There was that many. (laughs) Yeah, like a horror film. Yeah, so we. It was honestly freaky. Yeah, it was. We got to the top of the dune. I think I um, I had to fix my spotlight because the rubber mounted stuffed out and the spotlight (laughs) just going like this on the bumpy ass (laughs) shitty road. So. I said, while we're waiting for it to be pitch black, we'll just fix that. So I was under the car fixing that. And then we just went up to the dunes and just worked the face. And it wasn't long, was it? Yeah. I ended up coming across another little young one. Open sandy areas. And, yeah, we found another one. And uh, and then, you know, probably 20 minutes later, I reckon, we... We, we did a fair bit of walk and we walked, like, we found some sandy patches early in the night when it was still light. And we yep. thought, well, this will be the area, area that we target. But we went to target that area. I think we found a beater gecko on it, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, we found another beater. Yeah, we found another beater gecko. And then it sort of, there wasn't real much, like, a great deal of light there. So we walked back to the sand dune and then I found that big adult female that looked like she literally had laid eggs the day before. If not yeah. that that night, she was, yeah. and and that to me was that was it. It was the holy grail. It was the perfect patterning. It was an absolutely beautiful gecko. Yeah, they're stunning those ones. Yeah, we did all the filming. You know, we filmed the intro that night because we're idiots and we forgot all about it. <laughs> um, you know, after being in the car for thirty six hours, we were pretty wrecked. And I just looked at him and said. We've got like a three and a half hour drive home, man. I'm happy to tick this box. Let's go. Let's yeah. do it. We were wrecked. Good way to end it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was. Like, we ended on a high. We got what we've seen. Like, yeah. you know, that, that. We got a baby. We got a sort of a juvenile. And then we got an adult female. Yeah. So, and then that was probably the hardest drive in the world, I reckon. Like, <laughs> I was pretty. <laughs> There's a few times where Fry's is doing these ones in the car. And then yeah. we got to we got to some point, and then you were like, "That's it, I'm <laughs> I'm going wild. I'm going to have two chewies or something like that." And he puts two yeah, pieces yeah, of chewy in his mouth. He's like, "It's a good old herpes trick, mate. Two <laughs> two chewies in the mouth at once to keep your jaw going, so you don't go to sleep." Because I was <laughs> I was wrecked, mate. I mean, yeah, thirty hours. But, and then we, we I reckon we got home at about two a.m., nearly three a.m. Yeah, it was pretty pretty late that night, and then. Had a real good sleep, and then the last day we—that was the thorny devil day. So fine, yep. the thorny, and it was perfect. The weather was perfect. Everything was perfect, <clears throat> right? Everything, except for finding one. Yeah, lucked out. You had to luck we out. We did. We did so many kilometres that day. I reckon yeah. we would have done. Because um, that time, my wife Melissa, she come with us. She wanted to. You know, get out and do stuff because she loves going herping as well. And yeah, and that and my mum said she'd have the kids for a little bit. Oh, and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So we we went out and we drove that road for fucking hours, mm-hmm. hours. And we, we you know we we're seeing like Preston Dragons and just, you know sand goannas, but we just did not find a thorny. And every little rock and. Oh, it was just a nightmare. But there were so many times we've got like bits of bark that were kind of like gnarled, gnarled. And like, on the road, and we were like, oh, nah, 
There's so many moments like that. I'm pretty sure someone was carbon bark with a with a little KO up like that in the air, knowing that we were going to look for it because uh, the amount of times we stopped and looked and yeah, it was just bark or you know, those little bushes that look like thorny devils and yeah. uh we we but what we did do was we pulled up right at the end of the road and there's like a uh, a nature reserve that allow public to go in where they've reintroduced mallee numbats and all this stuff out there. Mm. And we walked straight in there and, like, that that place is known for Peninsula Dragons. They're, they're everywhere there, by the hundred. And we just walked straight in and as soon as we walked in, I think Melissa spotted the first one. Mm. Yeah. And she's like, look, there's one. And then, yeah, Luke basically walked straight up to it and obviously they run pretty quick. And then the second one actually posed for you, didn't it? Yeah, the second one I was able to get pretty close to it was a pretty big male that was quite quite brave and he yeah. sat there close enough and close enough for me to get some zoomed footage of him, whereas like some of them are just like they've gone before they've seen yeah. those. Yeah. yeah. Like all the dragons down there are just like they don't care, they're out of it, man. They're, they're yeah. not hanging around. Um, yeah, the, the the best time to cool. like go out and try photograph them is like really early spring when they're sort of just coming into because they're more focused on other males and females than people so they yeah they you know you can actually get pretty close to them and sort of you know towards later in the year they they just want to run yeah did you find any doa thorny devils no none nothing that's good nothing nothing at all we didn't even find like a doa western blue tongue which i was shocked at yeah um you know, I was actually shocked we didn't see westerns anywhere because they're all up where we went. They're all up there, and yeah, just just didn't line up. We didn't find any. No DOAs. Um, Heaps of shingle DOAs there. Heaps. Yeah, of like we would have probably seen fifty to sixty dead shingles yeah. just in that period. You know. Yeah. But um, before we went out there early in the morning, I said to my wife, "I, I need to get Luke a shingle. Like we have to find a live one." And um, <laughs> I've got this spot where we used to have a shack and there's hundreds out there, like hundreds. Like it's just a coastal road and the, yep. the shingles literally live 30 metres from the water. Like that that's yep. where they live. So we went out to the first spot. We didn't see much. We've seen like uh, a couple of, um, you know, decent-sized skinks and a few other bits and pieces, but nothing really tickle you fancy. And then I said to Luke, oh, I'll take you to this spot where it's like a postcard so you can get a photo and, you know, a bit of drone footage and chuck it on the, you know, the episode. And as we're coming, like, I took him to the spot and, you know, he's getting a few photos and videos and as we're coming down to the road, I was saying to him, I just I can't believe we haven't seen a shingle. Like, this is shit. Like, this is shit. We usually see one. And as we got down to the bottom of the road, like, no bullshit, there was one crossing the road. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, so it was like tick. He got to play with him, and, he, and like this single wanted no bar of us. Like I picked him up, and the first thing he did while Luke was filming was he just closed his eyes, and he was like, "Hopefully they haven't got me." <laughs> yeah. He just closed his eyes. Usually they're opening their mouth and carrying on. Yeah. Like this one, he just didn't want a bar of us. No, he just played us. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. He just played dead, essentially. He even put him on the ground and he was there with his eyes closed for a bit and then he kind of was like, oh, they've let me go. <laughs> he started taking off. Yeah, but, pretty much. But I, I took Luke out there just to show him that that yep. coastal habitat and poor shingles and dragons because it's yeah. like 
Those beer wild dragons wild. come across so many different ranges, and I, yeah. I wanted to show, you know, the whole aspects of them from here to the desert to the coast, you know, all the way along. Yeah. Uh, because I think it was pretty important. I showed him what the shingles eat out there as well. You know, mm. like a lot of people don't know that. Keepers just don't know that stuff, you know. Mm. They that was just good insight for him. No, yeah. no. <laughs> no, it was cool to see, like, they have, like, those, um, you know, pink face, like, little succulent. Yeah. It's just, like, everywhere out there. They're eating so, those. yeah, they're just nibbling on that. A lot are, of they, are they real black out there, or are they the, the colourful ones? No, nah, so they're, like, they're black, but they've got the yellow flakes from out here. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, out this way, they're, they're pretty much the, the standard SA shingle. But they can be... Yep. You know, a little bit brown. That you know, it all depends. The ones along the coast, they're they're always they look shocking because the salt dries out their skin a little bit. Yeah. And they, you know, like besides being healthy, like they're super healthy because they're eating like plant matter flat out out there. Mm. Um, but then as you come further inland, they're a bit darker with the yellow flakes through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so we left there and punched out the Thornyville and put in. Countless hours. We ticked off Preston Dragons. We got a few like really nice videos and stuff of Preston Dragons. You know, a couple let you get a bit close to them. And then um, Painted Dragons. We got a, we ticked off Painted Dragons out there as well. Um, but yeah, no thorny. We got another, um, that day we got another really nice beauty as well. Yeah, we did. That was, um, that was, uh, I guess I spotted him. Yeah, so we, we went out to the thorny patch, and I knew one other area where I found thornies before, which is on the my mate station. So we went to that area, and that even that main highway, you, you get thornies crossing it every now and then. Yeah. But, you know, we it was another thing as well. It just pondered the, you know, how rare are they? You know, like, mm-hmm. realistically, like, when you find them crossing the road, like, is that a super rare occurrence? You know, you just found one thorny in the middle of fucking nowhere, crossing the road. Yeah. So we we went out, had a bit of a poke around out there, and didn't really turn up much, did we, besides that one dragon? No, but, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. And I think, like, to be honest, we went pretty hard pretty early on in this this trip. And we, lot we managed to get a lot. So yeah. I yeah, think in the end... that day, we were at, like, 19 species, I reckon, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. So, so you know, it was a it was a good effort, and then not only that, we we spent more time, you know, like doing the drone stuff and photographing the whole heap of other stuff, and just I don't know, it was probably a bit, you know, like obviously the pressure of the thorny devil was building on me because yeah. I was like, you know, like two weeks earlier I went and looked with my mates and we didn't find one either, and I was just like far out and like no bullshit. Two days after the lads left. I made them on posting the picture of two on that road. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I was just like, far out. <laughs> and then I said to Luke, you watch, like, because I haven't driven that road in a little while, but I said, you watch, I'll go out there next week and I'll meet you on my Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's always the way. I, mean, I think I think it was only like two days after I'd been home or not even. I think it was you were on your way back from your trip or whatever um, down Adelaide way. And I think you, you posted me like an immaculate shingle back because the one that we found was like was a little day. bit crusty. That afternoon. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was that afternoon. It was that afternoon. Like, 
the thing is, like, shinglebacks are so common in South Australia. You know, at the right yeah. time of year, you can pull 20 off the road in one day quite easily. And I just said to Luke, like, I just don't know why we can't find them. Like, it just, <laughs> we just couldn't find them. And then all of a sudden, Luke goes home and they're everywhere again. Uh, oh, I just came for the Gillens anyway, mate, so it's all good. Yeah, well, that, 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 but I mean, like, to find, you know, basically five Gillens in two days, I mean, that was just epic, yeah, you know. That's yeah, it was, it was. And, like, you know, like, you look at all the trips that we do, you travel to these places and, you you know, like, while you're seeing beautiful habitat, beautiful countryside and, you know, Gillens being his biggest – because we – I was tempted to get him off the plane and drive straight through to Alice Springs just to make sure we seen Gillen. Well, I, was, <laughs> I was pretty much the only thing, the only reason why I didn't was because I thought I'd just check what accommodation is up there, and I couldn't get anything for under six hundred and eighty bucks a night. That's Jesus. Yeah, I, I couldn't get anything because I was like, yeah, I'll just pick up accommodation up there, and we'll just go up there, and and now we found him here. <laughs> I, I don't ever need to go up there again. Nah, nah. That's what I, that's what we were saying because I was like, I pretty much turned around to my wife as soon as I got back, and I was like, oh, next October I know where I'm going, and <laughs> I can fly yeah. straight into there and meet Fryzy there, and yeah, you know, essentially yeah, just it's, camp it's, up. The place for a has few an nights. airport as well, and its flights are pretty reasonable. And then you know, like it's funny because you do like four days on the road because we didn't stop that whole period. Yeah. Like the only time we stopped was when we were asleep. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. by the last day, because, like, Luke, you couldn't get a flight out, so I drove him back to Adelaide, which was a four-hour trip, but I worked out of Adelaide the next day, so it made it easier. Yeah. But I was wrecked. Like, I literally got there, and my old boy, he came along for the ride with me to Adelaide, and he, he said to me, it was late that afternoon, we basically had tea, and I went to bed, and it would have been 6 o'clock, I reckon. Yeah. And I slept through till the next morning. No worries. Yeah. No worries. Didn't even stir. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think so you were saying we did like. Oh, for... Jesus Christ, you snore loud. <laughs> <laughs> but we were wrecked. And I sent Luke a text saying, you know, like, thanks for coming over. I was like, you know, like, it was a dream run. It was just unreal. Yeah. And, um, but I, I said to him, I goes, geez, I'm wrecked. Like, I am <laughs> absolutely wrecked. <laughs> he said back, don't worry, man. I'm wrecked as well. <laughs> well, remember, remember the night that we did have the feed up in um in that pub up in Woomera or whatever. We decided to have a beer at the pub. This is like six o'clock, seven o'clock at night or whatever. I've yeah, gotten through break, my yeah. through my through my beer, and my my eyes were like pretty much going sideways after that. I was so tired. We had to go back to the hotel and make like a double shot coffee to have before we went looking for the Panati Nobis. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I, but I mean, like, honestly, it was an unreal trip. I yeah. worked out we did probably about three, three and a half thousand K in four days. Yeah, right. So we yeah, punched cool. out. Yeah, we punched out a fair few Ks. Um, it was a lot of driving. Um, you know, we, we'd do it differently next time round. You know, it'd be mm. easier for Lukey to fly in and I'd just pick him up from the airport up there. And, yeah, yeah. And, and then spend, like, two days in that area because, like, you know, if they're in one spot, they're going to be all over there, you know? Yeah, that's true. Mm. So so we'd, we'd do it differently next time round. And, 
you know, like I said to him, next time round, I wouldn't mind, like, like you finding them, locating them, and then just sit back 20 metres and watch the tree just for a couple of hours, you yeah, know? Just yeah, binoculars just, or something. Just the old deck chair, binoculars, and a bit of a hat in the shade, and just just watch what they do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because, like, it, it, it's one thing to kind of get really excited in the moment, which is only natural, and, and you... You're finding them or whatever, you're disturbing them. You're actually disturbing all that natural behaviour that they could be exhibiting to you, which could be data that you could then potentially use as something for your captive keeping or what they're doing or what you know sort of environments and stuff that they're liking. So, yeah, I think you're 100% right. Next time it would be like kind of find that tree with that lizard in it and just sit back and, and watch it and film it, watch it, do whatever, whatever yeah. you have to do. It would be more of like an um, observation more yeah. than a, a recon sort of thing. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Because even like of late, I've been watching like, like I find like, because beadies are pretty common here. Like every day of the week, you can find a beadie in probably 10, 15 minutes. And I've, I've spent more time just, like if I find one, I just pull up on the side of the road and I just watch them. I've just been watching them, you know, the male's old head bobbing, the whole bush is going like this. And then he'll run down the bush and he'll run and do something and he's back up on top of the bush. And the other day I was telling Luke, the other day I've come across this big male and he was, he was on the top of this bush and there was like a hornet, a, a wasp coming down and it was like coming down to his head. And he was trying to eat it, but the bush kept giving way every time. And it, was just, <laughs> he jumped. it was just this thing going up, down, up, down, and he just kept opening his mouth, not getting anywhere near it. And it's like that's the type of stuff that I enjoy seeing, you know, the natural yep. behaviours now. So, but I will add, you know, I brought Luke in to the house and showed him, you know, all the babies. Um, the Kimbos had just hatched, so he got yeah. to see baby Kimbos. He got to see the new enclosures that I've just set up, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, pretty much. And the Epsilolis as well, you got to see them. Yeah, yeah, so they're cool, real cool. Yeah, so, so he, you know, seen some pretty cool stuff here as well. You know, the Brevies, got to see the Brevies. Oh, that's awesome. just the best. They're the yeah. best. I, I never really appreciated brevies that much. I was kind of like, oh, they're kind of like a funny-shaped goanna for my tastes. You know, they're a bit kind of, I won't say stunted, but they're, they're a bit more round and bigger than, than yeah. what I tend to be attracted to. Um, but watching them, like, jogging around the cages and stuff like that, I was like, oh, these little things are pretty cool. Like, they're super active and stuff when they want to be. Um, but very derpy at the same time. Like, you're pulling them out of, like, the little little water container at the top of like those old uh, ceramic gecko hides and stuff that you were using in there <laughs> that they're like asleep in the water and stuff like they sleep upside down like they sleep on their backs just because they can yeah like literally like, i think like they're dog. dead every day and that's just how they sleep mate you know i yeah, posted a few funny. pictures of a mating the sleep in the water bottle <laughs> <laughs> just because they can we call it brevi style <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, um, anywhere, because they don't give two shits. Yeah, they just but, don't um, know, yeah. but, but no, it was good. It was an excellent trip, man. I had an absolute blast. It's it's probably triggered me more so to, you know, like basically you've seen the cages and my overhauls and that. And, you know, my cages are fairly natural as possible. I've gave my animals so much more space now. I'm, I'm actually currently building a new Kimbo, ca- uh, new um, Gillen's cage. So I've got a new one being built at the moment. I've got all the material. It's uh, 1,200 by 1,200 by 800 wide. 
and I'll nice. just have a pear in there. That's it, just a pear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to give them that space, you know, to have that area. Yeah, that's unreal. That'll be a good side, good tank for them. Yeah. Yeah, just 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 to change it up. I mean, they're in eight hundred cubes now, which are big enough. They're big enough, but after seeing where they come from, I mean, these trees are say thirty meters from another tree. Yeah. So they have to be using a fair bit of land, and if you can give it to them, why not? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy once you start saying these things in the, in their natural habitat. And it's you know that first gillons that I got to see in the wild up in the top end was um, or towards the top end that that blew my mind the sort of stuff that it was in, and you know. I think likewise, that's just what's happened with you now is once you've actually seen that animal, you're going, oh, I need to change it up or I want to change it up and try something new. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah I know. I, I, it comes out. Yeah, it should be, it should be pretty good. I've, um, I've pretty much edited the Gillens one, but I think I'll have to kind of save that for last just because that's kind of like <laughs> the piece to do response or whatever they call it. Um, that was... Um, yeah, that was a good one. But we should have a, a first video. What's today? Today's the 18th of December. So the first video should come out around on the 20th of December. I'm not sure when this podcast is going to drop, but, yeah. Probably we'll get the, video, the, the video, I think. But yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. So, but, yeah, I'll probably pop out, like, yeah, three or four videos, depending on how the rest of the footage and stuff turned yeah. out. And, you know, people can kind of watch along with what we've been talking about tonight and, Sounds Some of the adventures along the way, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm going back up there in February. I'll be up there for a little bit in February, having another poke around, having another look, and and like I'll be like closer to home because you know one thing I did say to you is the scrub from where I am to there. You know, it does change a little bit, but as soon as it hits that red sand, I I think they're there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm convinced they're there. Like, and, and after seeing them in their natural habitat, I'm even more convinced that they're there. So my job is to find them close to home, like a little yeah. bit close to the home, um, because I just think that they're there. Yeah, we um, we definitely put in some time looking the whole way along. But, um, yeah, it'd be cool to just kind of make sure, or, yeah, ticket that they're there. And go, yes, I was right. You know, yeah, it's the right habitat. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And and like I've spent so many hours just in that area close to home and like the more we push further north, the more I think they you know, they they are just a little bit further from where I was looking. Yeah. But I'm convinced like 'cause I've got records from people that, you know, I know fairly well and they've actually sent me their their records and the pins of where they found them and you know, like there's no reason why they shouldn't be there, but I did yeah. think that. Well, maybe they were just lucky and they found one. Like we, you know, we found a bunch, so we know that there's a healthy population there. Maybe mm. they just got lucky and found, you know, mm. one that's been pushed out. You know, you never know. Mm. Yeah, you never know. But it was, it was an awesome herb trip. You know, I'd done one two weeks before, similar area, similar stuff. We found, you know, pretty much the same stuff except for the gillens. Um, yeah. We found like shitloads more dragons, but the big dragons we found were like the size of sand going as they huge. Yeah, right. Um, and that was like, don't get me wrong, like I I, I, I love finding dragons every day. Like I just yep. love finding dragons because the colours, 
you know, not many reptiles can match a colour of a really nice small dragon. But I found this one beady the other week, and, mate, this was the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, this was, like, probably one of the biggest beaties I've ever seen. Like, the thing was wider than my hand. And I was just blown away with how big it is, and I was like, now I want to find a bigger one. (laughs) So it's like an itch now. Well, that's the thing. You go out, like you said, you want to try and find the um, gills closer to your house. Now you want to try and find a bigger beardy. Like, it's just the next thing, which gives you something to look forward to as well. Yeah, it is. And, and you know... Personal like, challenge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And one other one I wanted to find was Levis. Like, we, we didn't really... I don't know. We didn't really find any. And I know that they're in that area as well. Like, so yeah. you've got the Pernatties. I know Levis overlap them, but I know that Levis pushed further north and... Yep. A lot of my friends have found them up that way, and they found them not far from here too. So yeah. that's the other one. I've come home and gone, right, I've ticked all them off. Now I want to go find them. Yeah. Right. It's good to have those challenges though, and, that, you know, just goals in general, you know. Like I'm, I'm definitely keen to come back and, and just try to take some observations of, or, you know, hopefully find some gillons and take some observations of them and just try to learn. Trying to learn from the lizards themselves, just doing what they actually do. So, yep. yeah, all those little personal goals. I think it's important to have, especially as you know, herpers and keepers and stuff like that. And for sure, yeah, most definitely. And I think I think that, like, say, if you filmed it, you know, you're going to get so much more out of it. That's mm. like I've got a YouTube channel, shameless plug, um, Fries Reptiles people. But um, on my YouTube channel, it's not going to be. Like, like, obviously, I'm going to upload, you know, my herping and stuff like that. But I actually want to, like, you know, film these animals. Not not to take a photo, but, like, film what they do. Like, yeah. even if it's just for an hour or four hours or whatever. And I know it's a lot of time, but um, I would sooner, you know, like, I've only got 12 galanas now, so that's handy. Because mm. um, my workload has gone from, like, up here to, like, down here now. Yeah. You know, so that time that I've got back I'd like to punch it back into the bush yeah that's a good idea yeah I'd just like to punch it back in the bush and you know like filming content like that it's technically free you know the lizards are there you know you might as well do it and like sometimes you see these behaviours that people don't normally see and to me that's just that's just triggered my interest now right I've got some plans for the YouTube I know what I'm going to do I know how I'm going to do it let's see if it works yeah that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. But yeah, you're 100% right, you know, like even just, you know, just take, for example, like your bearded dragon or whatever, you know, a, a, a humble reptile pet worldwide that gets probably so mistreated compared to as, you know, uh, wild counterparts. You know, you didn't quite play grass or anything like that, like... Habits. Well, look, even just to the extent, like let's let's we'll leave the lino tiles and the cushy couches and the hammocks and all the rest of it. But like, even just to the extent of being able to give that dragon a three to four foot high box versus a two foot high box, so he's actually got a somewhat vantage point that he feels like he's actually off the ground a little bit. You know, like yeah. just the tiny things, right? Like realistically, that's tiny compared to what they have the option to in the wild. We can't always recreate the wild, but just being able to move 
the progression of those keepers or some of those keepers into a more positive step just to get that little bit closer. That could all come from what Fry's is trying to achieve by trying to show, as he already is on Instagram and TikTok and all the rest of it and, and YouTube, but trying to show those animals in the wild just in like short clips to go, holy moly, there's a bearded dragon eight, nine feet in the tree. You know, like hopefully a few of those people are seeing that and going, what am I doing with this dragon in a two foot tall? Yeah, exactly. You know? It just gets yeah, the juices going. It just, it just, all it does is it just opens, like, if you can change four or five people's opinion, job done, you know? That's right. Even one. Yeah, that's right. It's just job done because, like, I posted a picture of a bearded dragon on a tree, right, and I just I just was driving up this road that I drive all the time for work, you know. I seen the dragon sort of halfway up the tree. It's probably, I don't know, maybe a metre off the tree, and yep. it was right <laughs> after... So this, it was right after winter, probably seven or eight days in the spring, right? And it was yeah. a, it was a, a dragon that had just come out of Bermation, you know, it was a little bit, you know, thin, but you could see it had good fat reserves in its tail and that. But just the way it was sitting on the log, it wasn't, you know, puffed out. It didn't look, you know, like a really happy bred fat dragon. So yes. I filmed it. I filmed it for that reason, and I posted, you know, healthy dragons, you know, it's quite lean, but that's how they are in the wild. Just come out of hibernation and have a go at it so people could have a look. Mate, that thing did 97,000 views. Yeah. And it had, last time I checked, I reckon they had like 67 comments on it. <laughs> and about 13 of them comments were people fighting me from the captive trade saying, you've got no idea how beady dragons live. <laughs> you've got... I don't overfeed my dragons. And it wasn't a shot at anyone. It was just saying, this is a normal, healthy, beauty dragon. Just take yeah. nice people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was yeah. good because it caused a massive, you know, like, I have people messaging me, inboxing me going, how dare you post that video? Oh, it was hilarious. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Farazi, you always had a ruffle with you guys. The thing was, the, the best part was that, like, when I filmed it, I thought, oh, this video won't do well, you know. Like, I, 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 honestly, I didn't think this video would do well. In three days, I had 57,000 views, and I'm like, holy shit, what happened here? <laughs> but it's just right time, right place, right algorithm, essentially. Yeah, it's the biggest thing. It's just it the, you know, hitting that algorithm. Yep, that's right. But, no, like I say, just just want to change it up and show people what this what these dragons do in the wild and... You know, not only the dragons, the shinglebacks, you know, I've come across out where I took you, Luke, out to where the, the lighthouse was along the coast there. I've come across the shingles in the pig face patches eating it, you know, early morning. Yeah. So, so it makes a difference. You show people what they eat, what they do, you know, we're probably winning in captivity. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And like, like I said before, you can change one person, three, four, five, that's all you need to do. Yeah, that's right. Just just change the whole perception on how we do things. Yeah. We all evolve. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was no different. I had my bearded dragon in a three-foot box forever. Yep. Your breaded dragon? My breaded <laughs> dragon. Oh, God. Yeah, don't even start on that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, even just having him in a four-foot-by-four-foot four box, you know, it's still nowhere near the wild, but... He just gets to sit that little higher and sit up proud like a little bulldog dragon that he is, and 
Yeah, yeah, but it gets more exercise too by going up and down the log to get up to the bus and look the way back down. And That's right. I, I think people don't want, you know, one big thing I've taken out of my animals, besides Brevet Corner because they just do their own thing, um, but my Kimbos, they are, like, and, and I've seen your girl and obviously the boy, mate, they're like pencils. Mm. You know, they're pencil thin and they stay yep. thin. Yeah. All the Kimbos that I had before this pair and my last pair were they're just like they were just fat messes of Kimberly rock monitors. Yeah. Like they looked like Ackies, they were so big. And now mine, you think I don't feed them. Like that's how thin they are. <laughs> but they they eat when they want to eat and they produce and they do what they're supposed to do and then you know, come winter they slow right down and they don't eat for weeks on end and then all of a sudden they come out and they're good to go again. Yeah, it's it's it is kind of crazy with Kimbo's. Like they're just you, sometimes you're just looking at them going, but they just don't look right because they're that flat. Yeah. But realistically, you know that's what's getting them into all those little tight crevices, to eat all those geckos and skinks and whatever else they're feasting on out there. So that's right. you know they are built that way. But you know in captivity we look at something, or it's common in captivity to look at something and go, "Oh, geez, you look a bit skinny. Here's a few extra yeah. bones or whatever." And, all of a sudden you've got a, a fat bearded dragon or a fat Kimberly rock one, or it's not hard to break these animals sometimes. I mean, that's probably 70, 80% of the captive kept animals are overweight. Like, just because oh, yeah. like, you, you, you think it's you think it's too thin, but then you go out and see something in the wild, you know, actually, that's, it's not thin, it's just the way they are. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, like we, we were talking about, you know, because obviously when you hurt for that long, you start talking about diets and, <laughs> Me and Luke got pretty into it with the diets as well. We were like, yeah. you know, are they, because they're eating such a, like a plethora of, you know, bugs and insects, you know, does that, does that, you know, you know, enhance the colour, you know, all that sort of stuff, the UV, you know, we just, we, we, we spoke about everything for yeah. hours. Yeah, oh, and that's yeah. the other good thing about going on a trip with someone is you've got that other person to bounce ideas off. Chat stuff that you're observing, chat stuff the other person's observing, you know, you can bounce it off each other's minds. Like, yeah, yeah, I can yes. honestly say Luke is probably the easiest and best person I've heard with in a long time. Um, just through you know, just easy conversation, and it was all animal driven for animal welfare for captive standards, you know, yeah, yeah, which you know, to me is just a win on its own because you know, we've all fucking punched them in tubs and. We've all done that stuff, and like you know, they yeah, they live and they do that stuff, and I'm not knocking that, but I'm just you know, like I've decided that if I'm gonna I'm gonna keep less, I'm gonna give them more. It's just that simple. Seems to be a common thing of late. <clears throat> yeah, I, I just think the hobby's starting to do full circle, you know, because yeah. I was saying to Luke that when we were seven, eight, nine years old, we were running out and we were you know catching lizards, you know, because that's all we did as kids, and then we'd bring yeah. it home. But we'd take a photograph while we're out there in our brain of what the habitat looked like, and we'd do the best we could to make the habitat at home. Yeah. That's Why exactly did we stop right. doing that? I think, yeah, I remember I started watching Snake Bites TV, and then I started yeah, keeping everything in racks. And, yeah, yeah, we just did it. You could have more. Yeah, you, you start, know. you know. Yeah. I want seven yeah. different snakes, you know, have them all in a rack. I've got like this many um, knobtail geckos, keep them all in a rack. Because the way I look at it is, if I kept them in a rack, I can keep more. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we then we turned into animal hoarders. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. And then I, my, I think my last 
sort of, you know, one of the break points for me was, you know, when I kept the Amy you know, I got them back and I kept them in, like, actual natural cages. And, you know, because my original cages, I'm not sure if I sent you a photo, Luke, of my original Amy cages and that. Yeah, um, but if I haven't, I'll, I'll post them to our group and show you. And I just, it was an absolute shitbox of an idea and it was a copy off Rob Porter. I just copied his cages, just made them a little bit bigger. And Yeah. You know, like, I did, like, I decked them out fairly naturally, you know, considering it was a glass base and I didn't want to smash it, you know. <laughs> uh, back then, glass was really expensive. Mm. But um, I just, I went away from it. And then when I got the AMIA again, I put them in a four-foot, you know, 1,200 long, two-foot high, UV, the whole lot. And it was just so enjoyable. You watch yeah. them go out there at night. You know, you go out because you've, you know, turn the lights off, whether it be grass or whatever, and then you look over at the Amy and they're, they're in hunt mode. And it was just, it just, yeah, it resonated really well with me that this is the way I'm going to go and I'll, I won't go back to what I used to do. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's definitely a good change. I yeah, think a lot I, of the stuff that created, um, <clears throat> I think a lot of the stuff that created, like the, you know, potentially like the rat keeping and stuff like that was almost. Uh, morph and, and, you know, colour pattern driven and stuff like that too because, you know, let's just take knobtail geckos, for example. Your chances are you're not going to keep 30 pairs of plain levis or something like that, you know. You probably keep a couple or whatever, but, you know, yes. all of a sudden you've got albinos and jelly beans and hypo yep. purple popcorns or whatever you want to call them and, like, all these crazy mutations and stuff like that coming out, then all of a sudden you need all this space to have all these other cool critters so yeah well it's definitely you know the morph game definitely stepped up you know the probably the the reptile keeping so to speak and you know i still love morphs and i appreciate them i oh, really yeah. do mm. like I, I i think they're some of the most spectacular animals ever but i just i just think if i was you know to go down the road like even with my carpet pythons and like you see the carpets when you're here they're pretty stunning and like, I put them in big boxes, and they just didn't do fantastic. Like, they just didn't. And that was probably because the keeper had them in racks before me and vice versa. And um, So if I can't give them that, then, yeah, I just don't want to work with them. I'm just at that point now where I don't want to work with them. So I'm pretty happy with sort of the area I've gone into and what I'm doing now. And I, I like the fact as well that, you know, I've just been away for two days. And it's been hot here, so I've just left everything off for two days. Didn't matter where the reptile was in its cycle, if it was grabbing, made no difference. I just left the, the lights off for two days. And it, it it's no drama. It's mm. absolutely no drama whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes easier. Yeah, it is. It definitely becomes easier, you know. So but no, I like I say this was probably one of the best herb trips I've ever done, which I was really fortunate enough to to have the opportunity to get you to come over here and see. It was a shame oh, that right was because I would have loved to have you over as well. Um, since that trip, like you posted the teaser and that, I've had a whole heap of people message me, which has been pretty good. I've actually had um, a couple of like Americans and that message me going, hey, set up tours and stuff like that. So I, like, I am looking into it because it does make a lot of sense. You know, if I'm going to spend my time with the reptiles, well, why not do it with a group of good people? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, no, I, I had a friggin' blast, man. Yeah, likewise, dude. It was um, 
it was an absolute ball and I can't wait to get back down there because, you know, I never really thought about the SA much before you started trying to get me down there, but, yeah, I'm real keen to do more down there. Hate yeah, more. And, and realistically, you know, like, we, you know, we only, because we spent so much time up north, we didn't spend much time around here. Mm. Yeah. So there's so much more to unlock around here, but we wanted to get those big ticks before we worried about here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, for sure. but, but like I say, you've seen the, you know, the the vast diversity of the scrub from where I live to there, and then down to the coast and all that, and and that even gets you thinking too, you know, the different terrains that your reptiles live on and stuff like that. So yeah, so it's hugely beneficial, I reckon, for for everyone. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Alrighty, guys. Well, why don't we wrap it up here? Um, yeah, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I really appreciate you. that. Um, no worries yeah. at all, mate. It was uh, my pleasure. And like I say, man, um, I love the podcast. I think it's awesome. Um, yeah, it's just like I say, it, it, uh, half the hobby, well, pretty much all the hobby, loves the podcast as well. You know, as well as YouTube and stuff like that. Um, mm. And I think if we keep pushing the hobby in this direction, man, it's going to be a fucking really good hobby. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Definitely That's agree. For sure. It's um, yeah, we definitely want to try to make this podcast into something. It's just a matter of time and patience, and yeah, and everything that goes along with it. And, yeah, yeah, we'll keep checking like it along. Keep keep running through yeah. the people, mate. And like I say, you know this this will just keep going up and up and up and up. Yeah, that no, should be good. Um, thanks, did you want to, me, Did you no, want to throw out anything that. quickly before you? You duck off and, and just um, yeah. You know, no, I just yeah. want to thank everyone for following me on the on the old platforms. You know the social media platforms. Uh, it'd be nice if more people followed me on YouTube. Everyone follow my YouTube. Um, that that that's the one I'm starting to put the work into now. I think it's important that I put the work into YouTube. Pretty happy with where Insta and uh, TikTok are. And yeah, if anyone's got any dramas or they've got any questions or whatever, just reach out to me. I'm pretty approachable and. You know, like, I help a lot of people when it comes to reptiles, and I'm pretty happy to keep helping people because that's what this hobby's about. Exactly. Building people up. That's lovely stuff. Alrighty, guys, we would like to say a massive thank you to Eric and Owen and the rest of the MPR crew for having us. If you'd like to contact them, it's best to find them at moreliapythonradio.com and email them at info@moreliapythonradio.com. Make sure to follow the NPR Network on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. As far as contacting us on our social media platforms, you can email us at showandherptoculture at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. To see more of what Jason is doing, make sure to follow him on Facebook and Instagram at The Gecko Effect. For myself, you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and Teespring under Beaches Scaly Beasts. I hope to have you back next time for another episode of the Australian Herptoculture Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night.